Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Day in and day out, we're faced with tough things, and one of those life-changing issues is our topic for today, divorce. Growing up in a Christian home, divorce was something that I had never even thought about. It just didn't happen to people. Like many of my church-going friends, we looked down on it as something really awful. And I thought divorced people were failures, cheaters, liars, or just lazy. Doesn't that sound scary? Little did I know, 30 years later, I'd be going through a divorce of my own. Somehow, with the tables turned, I began to realize that my prior attitudes and that of many churchgoers was not a good one. I remember the day I talked to my kids about the divorce. At 17, 14, and 11, they were completely devastated. Pain and depression were only a couple of factors. There was a lot of fighting, a lot of selfishness and shock that we walked through. It didn't help that the church I worked for did not support divorce and therefore could not support me. When I found out my husband was living a dangerous double life with drugs, I packed up the girls, moved them to a new school system and a different home, and started yet at another job, a church job, but this one was different. The people, especially my boss, Pastor Greg, made a difference in our lives. Instead of the congregation looking at us with that pitiful look of disdain, they opened their arms and said, where do we start? How can we help? The men of the new church helped us find a home, moved us, donated a lawnmower, got us registered for school, and created a friendly environment for work. The old place of work shunned us, judged us, and created some drama. Experiencing trouble often leads us to the truth about who our real friends are, and ultimately, I was left with my parents, several close friends, a couple of wonderful pastors, and God, because God never left us. After many years, I met my farmer dean, a bachelor from Benson, and life became more wonderful than I could imagine. During those years, though, of trudging through that divorce, I learned that the world seems made for couples, that people don't know how to respond to divorce, and that judging happens all too easily with or without facts. Believe me, I know because remember, I did that. Divorce creates hurt, despair, depression, and financial distress. When people are in the pits of despair, this is a time to reach out, as Jesus did. It's not a time to turn our backs and choose sides and create havoc. After all, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 1 through 3, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Whether it's cancer, loss of a job, an accident, a divorce, each of these cause horrific trauma to families. It's time we start opening our hearts and minds, supporting and praying for those who are dealing with tough things in life. Let's not be church-minded, friends. Let's be Jesus-minded. Today on our show, I want to welcome my friend, Sherry Pearson. Sherry served at Bethel University for 17 years and is currently working with her husband, Mitch, in his business. They have six children and five grandchildren together. They have been married for two years, and many years prior to that, Sherry went through a really difficult divorce. So she's here with us today to discuss the journey through divorce. Welcome, Sherry. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for letting me share a little bit about my journey. 
I'm so happy you're here with me. Sherry's just one of my sweet, dear friends. And although I did not know her during the time that she went through a troubling divorce, I know that I can relate because I went through one as well. And many listeners out there will be able to connect with us because either they've been through one or they've had relatives or friends that have traveled the journey of divorce. So Sherry, like me, I'm sure you probably never imagined that you would be going through a divorce. How did you deal with it? And how did your children handle it? Because they were pretty small, weren't they, at the time? Yeah, they were. They were. Well, I had met my husband while attending a Christian college. You know, we fell in love, got married, had two beautiful children, were involved in a great church, loved spending time with family and friends, and um, life was great until one night. I picked up the phone that was back in the day when we had house phones and discovered that uh, my husband was having an affair. Mm, and so I'll sorry. never forget that feeling of disbelief. You know, this, this can't be happening to me. And yeah. I remember thinking that in that one moment, my whole life changed forever. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a, after about almost a year of him basically kind of going back and forth, trying to figure out what he really wanted. One minute he'd tell the kids he was going to stay, and then he'd tell me he wasn't, and back and forth. Um, he filed for divorce and pursued the other relationship. So here I was, 33 years old, wow. two children, 11 and 8, and I'm starting over alone. Mm. And I know when I first found out that he was involved with this other woman, I didn't tell anyone for about two months. At so, the time, so you had to was, go through that alone. That's really hard, Sherry. It's hard. Yeah, at the time, it was because I truly believed that we could work it out. You okay. know, humanly, I didn't didn't know how I could ever trust him again. But I knew that with God, anything was possible, mm-hmm. and so I kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. And also because I just didn't want anybody to think bad of him, and of I didn't want to remember, didn't want him to hurt my family, yeah. and. Um, but I later realized it was God keeping me to himself. I know I could have reached out to uh, my amazing family and wonderful friends who I know would have been there for me, which were later, but it was during those lonely days and nights that I learned about the deep love of Christ. Mm, you know, he is, met me yeah. there in those moments, Wonderful. and he deepened my love and trust in him. And I think and a, lot, I, a, a lot of people, Sherry, wouldn't think of it like that. They would be thinking, I know I would, you know, I would be immediately telling people and you're angry and you want to side with people. But I love the fact that you went to God and he kept you close by so that you could deal with it and get your strength from him because mm-hmm. that's a safer place. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. You were, you were talking. Yeah, no, and so I just believe that is how I got through, you know, each and every day. And as far as my kids, um, how did they handle it? Um, you know, as a wife, I had to deal with my own heartache of broken dreams and pain and rejection, which was unbelievably hard. But, you know, seeing my sweet children having their hearts broken um, because Daddy left and in their young eyes, you know, choose another family to live with and spend time with. And, um, you know, that was almost unbearable yeah. at times. I can imagine because we, we have that. Faith. He is. He is faithful. And we had that same thing. And when you're going through that, you don't necessarily think about your kids. I mean, the first thing you're thinking about is your own pain. I know for me, I felt my own pain. And I realized that I had three beautiful daughters and they were all mm-hmm. on the middle of the floor, crumbled, crying, and really went through deep depression. So 
Yeah, and and for you guys to think that it's someone else and a different family that had to really go deep and hurt. Yeah. So, but you know, God is faithful, and He yes. gave me the strength and the courage. That's wonderful. And the and the wisdom to help them. You know, take one day at a time and to trust in Him. And I'll never forget the one night that sometimes it seems like it was yesterday. But uh, my kids had crawled into bed with me, and they were crying, and they were scared, and they were asking me, you know, why did Daddy leave? Would he come back? What's going to happen? So many questions that I didn't have answers for. And I remember laying there wondering, okay, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? So I just started praying, and I don't even remember what I said. I just started talking to God and sharing with Him, you know, our broken hearts and asking Him to help us, and I'll never forget as I was praying, all of a sudden I heard the cries of my children start to soften, mm. and then slowly they turned into sniffles. Mm. And before I knew it, I looked over and they were sound asleep. That's wonderful. And I just remember doing God met us there in that moment, and yeah. He just covered us with His, you know, miraculous peace. Mm. You know, again, I didn't. He didn't give me any answers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I still didn't know what was going to happen with our family, but it was in that moment that I knew that God was there with us and He'd never leave us. Yes, and He doesn't. He walks mm-hmm. right through the difficulties with us. What did you believe was the most difficult part of being divorced? You know, I'd say at the very beginning, it was um, it was the label of being divorced. Yes. You know, I felt like I wanted to tell people, you know, I didn't want this and I was committed to my husband and I would have done anything to try to try to work it out you know I truly believe that with God's help we could have reconciled but you know he wasn't interested and he had already committed himself to this other woman and Mm -hmm. wanted to pursue a relationship with her so he left and I was forced to accept that you know which was so hard and through the years probably the most difficult part was the loneliness you know, when losing someone who, like you, you thought you'd share your whole life with and raise your children with and take vacations with and the little things even like going to the grocery store with and just someone to grow old with, mm-hmm. you know, but again, God is faithful. And it was during those years of singleness that I had still had that deep, deep desire to meet somebody and to share my life with, but I also had a peace and only God could give me that in my heart that he'd be kept me single for the rest of my life. I would be okay. Hmm. You know, and I can't explain that. I remember thinking back, thinking, how can I live in both of those worlds? Right. But that's God coming in and allowing you to, you know, I, I again, wanted it so bad, but yet I trusted him enough, like, okay, if this is what you want, then I know that's his plan and I'll be okay. That's and great that's because a, that's showing truly a gift yeah, from the Lord. And, and showing um, an incredible faith in God. When you're going through difficulty like a divorce, it is just such a crumbling state for everything around you just seems to be crushing in. So being able to lean into God, I think, is the smartest and wisest thing. How would you encourage listeners out there today who are going through a divorce right now or they have friends or family members that are going through something like this? Um, Well, again, you know, God is faithful and in the midst of our suffering, you know, God does give us more of Himself, you know, and that is His promise to us. You know, He may not take away the suffering or change the circumstances, but He does promise to give us what we need for each and every day. 
and he wants us to trust in him. And I know my favorite all-time verse in the Bible is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and this is something that has spoke to me oh, so many times um, as I was wondering and questioning things, is trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your, on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You know, we may not always understand why God allows things to happen in our lives, but we have his promise that if we trust in him, he will lead and guide us along the path that he's prepared for us, and he'll never leave us, and he'll never forsake us. I like that you chose that verse because it really does talk about God directing our paths when we lean into Him. And that's what you have to do because I don't know about you, Sherry, you talked about that label. And boy, did I ever see it. It was so evident in society because you don't really think about it, but the world really is made of marriage. I mean, people are are couples. And so, you know, there I was facing the Valentine's dinner by myself. There I was at the movies by myself. And you can take, you know, your girlfriends or your sister or your mom, but it isn't the same when you've been used to having a spouse or your family together. And the labels were really hard for me. And I had to learn to really let go and let God deal with that and try not to be offended or hurt by people that would treat me differently. Um, What kind of lessons did you feel that God spoke to you through this difficult situation? Well, God taught me the importance of forgiveness and how to forgive. And I'll be honest, it wasn't easy. You know, I had to learn that to forgive doesn't mean to forget. You know, to forgive someone doesn't mean that you're saying, well, it's okay, or it's all right what you did. You know, and sometimes we're called to forgive even, you know, a person even if they haven't asked for forgiveness. And and that is really hard. But God taught me that forgiveness is not only what He commands us to do, but that forgiveness is what will keep your heart soft and will keep you from becoming bitter. And it allowed me to let go and let God deal with Him. And I'm also so grateful that God showed me how to teach my kids to forgive um, through His help. I help them to see, even though they um, know what their dad did was wrong, but they could still love him and have a relationship with him. And um, that wasn't easy, you know, at times. Um, but I'm so thankful that God gave me that the grace and mercy to be able to help them forgive and to let go and to leave the judgment to God. Well, if you're just tuning in tonight, we're talking with our friend, Sherry Pearson. Sherry is discussing the difficult topic of divorce and how God brought her through a really painful time in her life. Scripture tells us that if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. And she's been talking about leaning into God and trusting Him, even when circumstances are difficult. The grief of divorce feels like a mountain that can't be moved. It feels like there is no hope. So let's listen to this encouraging song by Danny Gokey called Hope in Front of Me that declares that God really is our hope. I've been running through rain that I thought would never end Trying to make it on faith in a struggle against the wind I've seen the dark and the broken places But I know in my soul no matter how bad it gets I'll be alright There's hope in front of me 
storm you finally find Where the hurt and the tears and the pain don't fall behind There's a hand still holding me, even when I don't believe it. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and tonight is my dear friend, Sherry Pearson. She's here with me. And Sherry, what's one final thing that you can tell our listeners that will encourage them that God really does love them, and it, it's never going to stop, even if we're going through tough times, and there is life after divorce? Well, keep trusting in Jesus, and He is faithful. He will sustain you. He will give you what you need to get through each day by giving you more of Himself. And hold on to the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. You know, He is our Lord and Savior. And in your season of singleness, um, you know, let Christ be your husband. Let Him wrap His loving arms around you and feel His amazing and wonderful peace, joy, comfort, and love. He will never leave you or forsake you and that God God loves you. And so um, whatever you may face be facing in your life, um, whether it's divorce, um, death of a loved one, a sickness, loss of a job, you know, whatever it is, you know, life is hard, but God is good. And after 18 years of being alone, God brought a wonderful godly man into my life, and we both... We both had experienced a death of a marriage, his physical death and mine through abandonment, but God sustained us and he brought redemption to our lives. 
I love that because that's hope right there, Sherry. For people that are listening and people that are going through difficult times, God doesn't leave them and there is hope. So thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Thank you, Kathy. Friends, life can have some really tough problems, but we can walk through our trials because God's with us. Here is one of our friends, Jenny Ryman, and our segment is called Ask Our Shrink with Jenny. She serves as a psychotherapist at Ryman Counseling Clinic in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Hi listeners, this is Jenny Ryman, owner and director of Ryman Counseling Clinic in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Divorce isn't something we ever plan on experiencing, but unfortunately some of us do. Divorce is hard for most everyone, whether it's you, your spouse, or your children. When children are part of a family going through divorce, it's important to take time to help them through this process. Some areas to address include talking to them about what is happening. Ideally, both you and your spouse will have this conversation with them together. This should be a high-level discussion, not getting into details, just discussing what is happening and possible next steps. Keep in mind, prior to this discussion, you and your spouse should have discussed possible answers to some of these questions, such as the whys and the wins, just so you're both on the same page. Second is you want to invite questions from your kids, making sure you do keep it age appropriate in your answers. Common ones include, why are you doing this? Do you still love each other? Is it because of anything I did? Be sure to answer honestly, but be sure that it's still a very gentle answer without causing or placing blame on anybody. Next, you want to reassure them that they're going to be okay. As in, if changes will happen, like selling the house, you will still be a family, but just not living together. You also want to reassure them that you and your spouse will both be okay, both financially and emotionally. I have many kids who are very concerned about the financial well-being of their family, thinking that they're going to have to sell their house, they won't be able to buy food, the same clothes that they used to. So this is something you want to be sure to talk to your kids about to reassure them, even if you're not quite sure of the answers yet. Next, make sure you don't put them in the middle. Don't have your child be the person who talks to your spouse for you. If you have something to say to your spouse, be the one that's going to say it. Next, don't talk negative about the other parent. This child is the product of both of you, and they will certainly internalize any insults that you have. You want to encourage them to talk to friends for support. So help them identify some healthy friends that they have and the ones that they can talk to to get some support. Again, making sure that they're the healthy friends, not the negative influencers. Lastly, encourage them to talk to a therapist or a school counselor for support as well. Oftentimes, the child or teen needs an outsider to give them a different perspective to help them. So I talked about the kids, but also the most important is taking care of yourself through the journey as well. There's a variety of things that you can do that will help you through it that include grieving. Even if you initiated the divorce, you too will go through the grieving process of this life change. Your life has changed significantly and you're going to need some time to adjust. So you might feel sad and angry, have low energy, and that's normal. So making sure you recognize that is really important. Second, you want to actively engage in self-care. You want to get enough sleep, eat right, and get adequate exercise. Like a walk maybe two times a week would be great. You want to just be very gentle with yourself and be kind. So making sure you're doing those basic things is really important to do. Next, just like with kids, you want to talk to your supportive friends and family, and I again emphasize supportive. 
It's not good to talk to people who are judging, who are hateful toward your spouse or any of those. You want to have people who are open-minded and ready to support you and help you. So then that leads me to the last, which is talking to professional if you feel you need additional support or insights. Many of us might not have supportive family or friends that would completely understand what we're doing. So to have an outsider help us would be really good too. So remember, divorce is a really difficult thing for many of us to go through. It's a process to get through, but using some of these steps might make your journey a little less difficult. Listeners, today on Your Best, here's our financial advisor, Valerie McKay. Val is a chief financial officer for a cybersecurity and engineering research company and leads the finance department with 27 years of experience. She's here to encourage us about good, wise advice for our children. This is Money Matters with Valerie McKay. Unfortunately, our schools lack curriculum and basic money management skills. It is important that we teach our children how to manage their finances from a young age so they develop habits to become fiscally responsible adults. Although some of us were not taught these skills ourselves when we were children, it is never too late to teach our children these valuable techniques for managing money. First, start with the concept of earning money. Face it, most of us will not just be handed money for the rest of our lives, but rather are expected to earn an income. Either weekly allowances or commissions based on extra chores is a way to teach kids the correlation between working at something and earning a wage. As a parent, you will determine an allowance amount or commission for chores and discuss it with your children. A popular method is to give a child a weekly allowance based on their age. For example, a five-year-old gets $5 a week. But you can determine this based on your own budget and what is reasonable for your family. It is not too early to start a toddler with age-appropriate chores, like picking up their toys and putting them in the toy box and giving them a coin for this effort, pointing out the association between doing a job and receiving compensation. A very popular method for teaching children about money management is the concept of splitting their earnings into three buckets, and those buckets are spend, save, and share. It starts with three containers, either jars, piggy banks, or envelopes, marked with the words spend, save, and share. Discuss a split of their allowance into each container. For example, maybe you choose to put 20% into share, 30% into save, and 50% into spend. Each time the child receives a payment or gift of money, they deposit the funds based on the determined split into the containers. This method gives a parent an opportunity to discuss with your child the important concepts of saving up for more expensive items versus spending all of their money at one time. Maybe the split of funds into the containers will change based on the savings goals of the child. This method also teaches the child a valuable lesson that even though he or she may not have a lot of money, there are always those less fortunate to share with. The share jar can be used for donations to churches or in combination with volunteer services. For example, the share jar may be used to buy food for a local food shelf, and then you could also volunteer to pack bags for an hour or two with your child. As we know, there are countless opportunities to share our time and money with those in need. I encourage you to explore information on the internet regarding money management for kids. Dave Ramsey at DaveRamsey.com has a host of valuable material including books, blogs, and videos on the subject. Check out SesameStreet.org 
for a parent's guide to teaching financial lessons to kids, including free downloads of jar wrap templates that the younger kids can color and adhere to their three jars. This can help create a sense of ownership and pride in the process. Let's work together to make the next generation financially wise. This is Money Matters with Valerie McKay. Friends, if you're struggling today with divorce or cancer, a job loss or family issues or anything difficult to walk through, I want to encourage you that no matter who stands with you, you can always rely on God. Scripture tells us in Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Remember, you're not alone. The mountains of this problem may seem really huge and looming, but faith in Jesus and the support of good friends and family can make us get through. I know it helped me. And when you do make it through to the other side of grief, remember others who are going through that same pain because you need to reach out to them as well. Pray for them, encourage them, and remember to be Jesus-minded. Treat others as you would want to be treated. Let me pray with you today. Dear Heavenly Father, today I want to pray for those who are hurting. Maybe it's divorce or alcoholism. Perhaps it's cancer or a job loss. Maybe somebody out there is dealing with anger or abuse. Father, I pray for each one of these listeners and what they're going through. Be with them. Give them help, real help. Bind up their wounds, provide for their needs, and give them tangible hope. Bring them out of the darkness and into the light. Bless them today, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast at www.935kscr.com or sign up for the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Tune in next week at 6.30 p.m. on our station, KSCR 93.5 FM. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.